0: See what I don't that was Hip Sway with The Honey Thief. It is 26 minutes past the hour on this 80s Music Tuesday, September 22nd. I'm Larry Flick, and you are listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM OutCue. We are now joined by a good friend of ours, Chip Esten. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Good back. to be back. Time is treating you well, mister. Mm. Oh, no, you too. But treating years. you very, very well. Thank you. So the new season of Nashville... It is leaving. You left us on such a cliffhanger. Now I'm hoping that the fact that you came to town isn't because you're doing a farewell tour. Um, well, because um, for those of you who might have missed it, mm-hmm. uh, is he is or is he isn't dead? Is what we were wondering about, Deacon. Well, there was a flatline,
1: as uh, as somebody asked very pithily on the internet, Whose flat flatline is it anyway?" And, uh, <laughs> that, that was Miss Kim Roots on uh, TV line, but um, <laughs> we don't exactly. I saw that know. Too. that was good. <laughs> yeah. That's Isn't that good. good? That was good. I That's remember seeing that. Yeah. Um, so,
0: so we can hope for the best. For we D will.
1: Kim. We will hope for the best, but with our show, you, you never, you never really know. I mean, this could be gigantic flashbacks for a long time. You well, don't know what you
0: think. You know, I'm what hoping you that now. it's going to be more just. That they're going to figure out how to keep him alive but torment him because... They sure do like to run your character through the ringer.
1: You are not kidding. I think that's what I like about it. They m- beat most. the shit out of you. You're, you're not lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, seriously. I've been up, upside been down, been down in a
1: truck. Yeah, you're right. There's a famous story that I heard. And I'll never, I'll never remember who the actor was, but there's a British actor and his agent. This is years ago. Told him that we have this role, but it's it's not for a lot of money. There's not that many scenes in it. You're not the star in it. It's, it's so. It's I don't know if you'd want. it. He goes. I don't care about any of that. Here's what I want to know: Do I get to suffer? Is what he said, and and because that means it's a great role. It also and, means
0: you're front burner.
1: Exactly. And so and so does Deacon get to suffer? The answer is holy. Yeah, yeah, he does. Good Lord, America. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, usually that kind of suffering is reserved for the female lead. Uh, well, you know, normally I, in TV especially in in you know where there, where, the, where it's a kind of a serialized story arc mm-hmm. they tend to really torment the women in TV but Absolutely. they they are i mean I just bless your heart that's why I looked at you you walked in and I was like Wow, you look really good for someone who has been through it. For
1: a guy that's been upside down in a truck with a broken arm and uh, and, and, and liver surgery,
0: him. and in the yeah, and now now he, maybe he's dead, flatlining, they're in black. I mean, good Lord, America. Well, I get to have some fun moments too. <laughs> for those of you that haven't seen the show, <laughs> oh, it, is, it is high drama. But he, he, also, he smiles
1: <laughs> once and again too. Not often. I think people watching they go, you know what? My life's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> It was exactly. this, if
0: Deacon can uh, carry on I know but you know what they what they've done with this show that's been very very effective is they've built uh, a, a proper triangle I, I, I you know like, people people root for you know there are all different ends and angles to root for here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm, I'm rooting for you uh, not just because you're here I'm just saying it but I I but I like I it's very very Effective storytelling. Um, when you, when you, when you, I mean, we, we've been being, we've been having some fun with with the, the path that Deacons travel. But when you have these moments to pause and think about what you've gotten to do so far, um, what do you think about? what you've been asked to do.
1: Well, first of all, I've been an actor uh, for a long, long time and and I can't complain about the career I've had even up until now, but having said that, it was always guest stars on other people's shows and and it was interesting, good arcs, whether it was on Big Love or The Office or Enlightened or things like that and I'm very, very grateful for those things, but those were only like seven episodes at most. I told my wife after I got, I had one script of this of Nashville and I go, there's more good scenes for me in this one script than I had the last two years or than I had for this. And so, and the uh, one thing I get to play those things when I, I wasn't just joking, do I get to suffer? It's do you get to be a human being going through what the, you know, what life can bring? And the answer is, yeah, I do. And the other thing is you feel a tremendous responsibility because they are yeah they're plot points, but to people that are watching to people out there they're much more than plot points oh, yeah they're things that people have gone through. I cannot even tell you the number of people that come up to me and talk about the addictions they 've gone through or that their parents have gone through, or people that contact you just talking about their battle with cancer or somebody who needs an organ donor um it goes on and on so you're you're quickly reminded that of that and you don't you don't take any of that lightly it it, it's also i think what bonds a lot of people to the show so very well is yeah we're there's some heightened you know drama in here but we try to keep our roots in the ground always and keep it realistic so um it, it seems to be that way to a lot of people and that and that means the world to us
0: you do it very 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 effectively because um People will say I, I, we've had, you know, countless performers in this room, actors uh, who who paid tribute, and I think to some degree rightly so, that it's if it's not on the page, there's nothing for them to do. But I've also watched many a TV show and movie that I've thought, damn, that was miscast. What a loss. What a loss. Because if you don't have the right team... Uh, if you don't have the right people breathing life into these into these characters, it doesn't work. And and um, you and Deacon have a very—I mean—you've connected with this dude really, really well. You bring him to dimensional life. So I—I I, I wonder. And we've talked a few times about the trials of the of of being a creative man and having a family and all of that. Is there any part of you that thinks that all of this is happening at the right time, even if you didn't originally think so? Because Nashville came to you not when you were 22. Not that you're an old man, no. but you know what I'm saying. I'm
1: absolutely certain of it. I'm certain on, on, a, on a lot of different levels. Number one, I have these three kids, and I always had that perspective. I would come out of an audition that was a huge show, a brand new show for me, and I was always the guy that tested against the guy that got it. And and it was always that close. But I would walk out of there and I would think to myself, one more year with my kids. I get another year with my kids. Instead of being as Mm. good as that show was, I would be inside some cold sound stage and I got three little kids that I'm not going to get this year back in their life. And so I'm all right. I've I've done some Who's Lines. I'll get some other guest stars. I'll make it. So I'll get to be there. But the other thing that I really honestly believe is I'm one of those people. It took me a while. I don't get to step right up and be like Lennon and Maisie and be as fantastic as they are in t- instantly. I always felt like the guy when I used to do construction in the summers when I was trying to earn money as an actor, and before then, I remember showing up with my brand new toolbox and it was shiny and still had you know my hammer had a price tag on it and everything's unused and and you look as new as it as you are. I'm sure you got a haze. <laughs> Absolutely, real yeah, life and on I deserved every site. bit of it. But after all this time, now my acting toolbox, it doesn't look like that anymore. It's it's old and it's beat up, and I've swung that hammer 10,000 times. So you're uh, much more ready for this character. And I knew that going in for the audition, that it's an audition. It was the job of my life, and I would never wanted another role more. But I knew instantly that if you're going to play Deacon, you can't look like you're anxious or care about it. you just seen it all. So I went in there as... As laid back as I've ever been about anything I, I felt the character and I felt it. I felt myself slip into it as I was starting the audition process Others, I others you pretend you're the character while yeah. you're auditioning yeah that one um, and I and I and I knew that that might be my only chance to play him so I said, take advantage of it take that this audition might be it, so just go be that guy for as long as you get to
0: That's Chibeston joining us here on the jolt of course, Nashville on ABC um so tell me. What is – one of the things that happens when, you know, to to, to stay with your toolbox analogy, um, when you've been working in construction for a while, you know, your hammer gets beat up and worn out, but then, you know, certain tools are replaced and sometimes you add new tools. So what have you added to your acting toolbox in the years you've been doing Deacon? Because you look and sound to me – because you've been coming here for the run of the show – You look and sound very different than you did the first time you walked in here
1: well that that actually might maybe then I'd ask you instead of you asking me I don't know what exactly it is um I think I've relaxed into it a lot more um you're to spend 20 more than 20 years trying to get a job even though you're getting a lot of them it just makes you sort of it makes you I'm sure it it makes you a little bit of hey, hey, how's it going? You know, trying to sell a little bit more um as opposed to finally having that home and having that job that place you are I'm still here wanting people to watch, but um, um you reach a certain age too where your 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 kids are old enough, and your everything's you've been through a lot, um like the things I've been through with my daughter. Um, Addie, uh, we, we discussed before who we, uh, she had leukemia when she was two and a half. Right. And, um, we went through about two, she went through about two years of chemotherapy and as a family, we were all there for that. I can tell you this, I was a different guy on the back side of that. And you, you would have met me on the front side of that. So many things that I thought were so important and, you know, utterly important turned out to be meaningless. And that let, that let me sit back a little bit. She's, I should add, extremely healthy now and very happy young girl. Growing up there now in Nashville, uh, she's almost sixteen. Um, but every 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 life thing you go through, I think you just something else. It's interesting for me to hear you say that because I, I you don't always feel the changes. You you in are you
0: are very you are you are you are palpably different. You're you're notably calm. <laughs> yeah, you're notably calm. Um, and and, and um, most people when they're, uh, what was it, four years now? Four years into your run, some people have swagger, some people can't take their face out of their palm because they got a phone in it. You are very chill, and, uh, and, and I attribute that to the thing that I love most about myself, in fact, is getting older. Don't you love getting older? <laughs> I I, actually, mean, I don't
1: mind it at all. Yeah, I just turned 50. You uh, just turned not 50? Not that long ago, yeah. That's I, good, right? I, I don't mind it at all. I thought I thought it would be something that that, uh, that set me on a loop for maybe a while ago as I looked forward. But no, not at all. That I get to do this job. That's the thing I love about this job, too. I knew quickly that this wasn't me playing younger than I was, Um in a real sense i don't i don't deacon's probably not 50 he's probably younger than that so in a sense i am but he certainly doesn't act like he's no he carries it i I, chip is probably younger acting yeah than than in in my general demeanor than than deacon is but also you know every wrinkle i've got every uh, gray wisp in the beard or anything all of that goes towards the character not away from it and and it's a character that if I was lucky enough to, you can certainly grow grow old, and, and you're not chasing, uh, you know, the, the fading youth of, of the character.
0: So, how <laughs> do you plan your future when you're an actor?
1: I don't, and I barely ever have. Um, I I got to be an improviser for a number of years, and it, it reminds me of that in a, in a real way that you just be in the moment is the answer to that. Um, and sometimes you want to, and that's when you get in those fear points where you need to know that you're going to be able to support your family and and your daughter's ill and how am i going to how are we going to keep the insurance there's definitely that and that's where your faith comes in and a whole lot of prayer i thought i knew how to pray pray before my daughter was sick and now you don't it's like right? oh, i didn't know it. now i get it now i get what oh, so how
0: did we so how did you not give up because i would I, you know i think most of us would would feel pressured especially when you're facing something like your daughter's illness feel pressured to not just come up with a game plan to keep things going but to question your own journey to the degree of completely changing route how do you not give up well i didn't
1: i didn't at any of those spots including uh, Addie's illness giving up wasn't ever really an option to me i and I think the biggest reason was that I didn't have a backup plan. Um, was it was it Cortez or Balboa? I forget that when they were in Mexico, he burned all the ships so they couldn't return to. It wasn't Cortez. It was Balboa, I believe. So they couldn't mm-hmm. return to, so that made them fight on. Well, all my ships were burned. I, there was no other uh, occupation waiting with open, open arms for me. Um, and I just knew that persistence was the name of the game. Early on, I always thought that, I'm not in this for five minutes or for five years. This is what I want to do into my dotage, and uh, so whether I ever get to reach a certain level doing that, or whether it's a much lower level, this is what I'm going to do. This is what moves me and makes me want to keep going. I had friends that would know exactly what they would be doing in five years. They, and 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 they couldn't imagine not knowing what you were doing next year. And I was always the opposite way. It would it would sort of feel very stifling for me to be certain of what where I would be. I like that great unknown. And with Nashville, man, this thing brought so many gifts all at once that I couldn't even... There's no way I could have... My wife has said this. If I'd written down on a piece of paper everything I wanted in a job, I would have left so many of the things that this show Mm. brings me off of that list. So now it's so clear to me that I'd be a fool to write my next list.
0: So how much then um, does faith play into the way you... The way you approach your, your career, obviously, you're a man of faith. You and it has guided you through your personal life. How much does it play in terms of your work? Um, I th- I think uh, a lot, probably. I, I I
1: first of all, I I don't know. It's it would be very difficult to me to understand how to look forward with hope without it. And I and I'm, I'm I imagine I know that many 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 do. And I, yeah. I'm I'm, only, I'm not saying that that's not valid. I'm only saying that. I go, wow, that, that would—because uh, I have my—definitely I've had my moments. I don't mean to sit here and say that I haven't had moments where I know that I'm going to make it or I would be all right. I remember I came very, very, very close to uh, a show that I really wanted. Oh, my Heck, I'll name it. Um, Band of Brothers um, was something—it was a major, major turning point for me that I could do that kind of acting based on all I had done. I had been on Cheers and Murphy Brown and done a lot of things like that, great little sitcoms and and, and great guest starring roles in some other shows. That would have been a game changer for me. And I came as literally as close as you can get. I'd read for Tom Hanks and he had me back in a room with uh, Steven Spielberg holding a video camera. And in that moment, it wasn't so much that I didn't get it. It was was mostly that I didn't feel like I earned it. I sort of felt as though I buckled. Not visibly. Nothing maybe anybody in this room would have noticed, but I knew what I had in me and what I could do. I knew that I was on the outside looking in at Chip auditioning instead of the inside looking mm. out, being that character in that moment. So at that moment where I, uh, you know, give me one moment in time that Whitney Houston thing, <laughs> I thought that was a pivotal moment that um, uh, there's, a, there's a great Kevin Costner line was, uh, you know, you have those moments and the moment will define you or you will define the moment. That moment defined me, and and that really crushed me because uh, I thought, wow, that was it. That could have been – how many of those opportunities do you get? And I tell you who was there then was my wife, and uh, she wrote me a letter – with everything that she did verbalize, but there's something about the written word. I don't know what it is. Very powerful. It is. It is. It, it, it lets you, it, you can't interrupt the written word and, and say, no, I'm fine or anything like that. So she wrote it. And it was basically, I know how this hurts. I know how you're feeling. This is a step that you even got this far as a step stay there, stay in it. It, It's going to come. It's going to come. And man, that, that thing meant that letter meant the world to me. We just moved our house. Uh, we just sold our house in Los Angeles and moved everything out boxes and boxes. I'm a pack rat. I will admit to that because I think because I'm a, I'm a pretty emotional guy. I don't like to let loose of those tangible links to the past. And I was just going through some boxes and I pulled out that letter and it was from all those years ago, and then here we were moving to Nashville for this role of a lifetime and everything she had said in that letter was true, and there she was right by my side and uh so um yeah that's a long way to answer, but that's no, a um, and it's a
0: very and, and I appreciate your your <clears throat> candor um and and I guess i get I have my answer in that i sounds like your wife helped you do what you needed to do, which is celebrate the fact that you got to this rarefied space that Thousands of guys in that particular moment were not. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we forget that, you know, or oh, sometimes, no. you know, if, you know, if I can think about myself and think about, you know, if I'm having a bad day in this room, sometimes I just have to stop and be present and say, I get to talk to you. I get to play pop music. I get to do all these things. Knock it off, buddy.
1: Yeah, there's. I I think that's true with, and, and it's it, it's been broken down all the way to the glass half empty, glass half full, optimist, pessimist thing. Yeah, yeah. But it really is um, uh, a thing of you can spin your own biography either way. You could. Everybody you could really write two, two biographies. I could write the biography of how I didn't get that job. I had I was I had a job on Broadway that I got fired from. Um, so there's that chapter too, and and so there's all those things, but then there's the other one so I, I that's even in that moment when i was getting let go from that show in broadway somehow i was given the perspective and and i and i'm and i'm so grateful for this that any long great acting biography is going to have to have the chapter where you got fired from the broadway show otherwise it's boring <laughs> exactly it's you and, and and what kind of what kind of achievement is it to reach the end if you didn't take those those hard detours those valleys if you didn't walk through those valleys then you know what good is? What good is being on top of the mountain?
0: You're a very wise man, Chip Esten. Right? You are. You are a very, very wise man and very, very inspiring. As I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm having two reactions. I'm thinking, man, this guy says some really good stuff. Because you know, the the, the radio host of me is thinking, yeah, this is good radio. This is good. This is good. But then there's a part of me that's also thinking, every person who can hear you right now is getting something well that's very very kind i don't know about that i completely nice. believe that i would not say that if i didn't oh, mean thank you. it because thank you. the the beauty of what i get to do is i i can feel when it's working and when it's not and i can feel it's a it's like it, it, it's an extra sense that you develop. I can feel people listening right now.
1: That's very kind. I will say that one of the things I feel grateful for is these things I'm, I'm thinking and sharing. The things we're talking about right mm-hmm. now, it's the fodder for our show that I'm on. There's certainly the fireworks and the emotional fireworks and the things you talk about, you know. Um, but there's also this, and I know that because people come up and talk to me. Um, about these issues as we've said regarding the characters and also the other thing is that we haven't even mentioned is the music uh, it's not just that we get to sing cool beautiful songs the songs on this show the catalog that deacon has been allowed to sing because they're part of the fabric of the show and part of the next thing that happens in the scene and it's got to be integral these are amazingly moving songs you'll I've been always
0: able to... get to sing them
1: you're not kidding and I, and, and there i have had the honor of sit, being with people who were not doing well, who were ill or who were going through something very, very hard. And it would be enough, yes, that you you visit and you're a celebrity. That, that somehow is a thing that is helpful sometimes in certain situations. But then that you get to play this guy who's been through it, I can tell has another increasing of a bond there. But on top of it, I can sit right there with a the guitar and sing a song that has been written by one you know a great Nashville songwriter that does what great songs do and says something big very small says it very simply and very cleanly uh that I get to do that blows my mind and um it's 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 perhaps the best thing about the show to me that like you say these songs they're mine now they're man. yours yeah. and and
0: I hope that this music not just these songs but music in general because music I will tell you is is my first and forever passion in life. And when I hear someone who does it really well, I think, I hope he never stops doing that. I hope that whatever your next chapter is, whenever it happens, I hope it's a musical chapter.
1: I I appreciate that. It's funny you would say that. You've locked onto something because I started out in music and I stepped away from it to do the acting and hoped it would bring me back. And it took far longer than I ever imagined. <laughs> and now I do see it as this long lost love that I can tell you I'm not... It's almost like Deacon and Raina. I'm yeah. not I'm not you no, know I, I mean I I'm so that I, do his part now.
0: I think I think, you know, that's a huge part of your future. Again, whenever this whenever this part of your journey ends and hopefully it will not end for a very, very <laughs> long time, I think it's gonna be a big part of I hope it's a big part of your future because you know, there are a lot of people who try to do it who don't do it well and when it comes out so naturally, it's a crime for you not to follow it. Oh, well, thanks very much. I it's really—I yeah, think I'm embarrassing to poor man. Yeah, exactly, Chip <laughs> Thank you, you, you for coming to see us. Today. Oh, thank it's you. It's always much. so nice to talk with you, and 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 I appreciate you being so present. You know, being right here with me right now and talking. Thanks. Uh, it's a rare opportunity that that we uh, just experienced. The show Nashville is back on NBC. Watch it. ABC. <laughs> ABC. I've been saying it all morning. How the hell with it.